This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it. What's the best that can happen? Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Well, well, well. Good morning. Welcome inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks joining momentarily on the show today. It's our first of our winter schedule here on GTC. We're only on for uh, an hour starting uh, today, Monday, for the next uh, number of Mondays here uh, into the fall portion or I guess the winter portion of our schedule as we move along here. Uh, we're just waiting to get Mark on the line here momentarily, having some connectivity issues. Uh, but what a Ryder Cup it was as we wait uh, to connect here with Mark. The Europeans, they get it done again. The drought, the slump continues for Team USA. Now, haven't won on European soil since 1993, and boy, oh boy, that continued in a big way throughout the week at the Ryder Cup in Rome. It all got off to the worst start for <laughs> Team USA, uh, getting swept there early on on Friday. They were down six and a half, one and a half after day one, and from there, it was just too big of a hill to climb uh, to get back. I believe we now have Mark on the line. Mark now joins us on the show. Okay, Mark, uh, what did you make of what you saw from the weekend just overall? I am connected via telephone because oh. we are having some issues with our uh, remote uh, connection. So if I sound like I'm on a telephone, it's because, it's because you are. <laughs> I'm on a telephone. Um, well, where do I start today? I mean, the Niners won. Oh, uh, which right. is great. Uh, I can no right. longer watch Kansas City Chiefs football. Uh, I'm nice. so sick of T-Swift and, and the constant camera and the flags flying last night. Sunday Night Football was unwatchable. Mm -hmm. um, and there are three things guaranteed in life, Adam. Death, taxes, and the U.S. Ryder Cup team will find a way to self-implode. It happened again. If you believe... 25% of the rumors, 30% of the stories that's apparently started several weeks before the U.S. Ryder Cup team, uh, or excuse me, before the Ryder Cup, then, I mean, they have never had a chance going in. It's the same story over and over again. The Ryder Cup means something to Europe. They are more passionate about it. They also enjoy it. They have fun. And the U.S., walks this very thin line between we want to get paid and we don't care versus we're going to war and it's more like a military operation. Mm. They don't have fun with it. They don't enjoy it the way the Europeans do. And I think the first sign of that, and I'd love to get your opinion on this because to me, the first sign of that would be we don't want Netflix cameras in the dressing room. Mm. Now that might stem from Xander Shopley off a report that came out this morning and potentially Cantley, his buddy, as well. But whoever it comes from, I mean, that's the first sign. We don't want cameras. You, the European guys are light and loose, enjoying it, embracing the opportunity. 
and America's already a closed door society in their team. I don't. To me, that's a big, big sign. Yeah, that's got to be a, a big sign for sure. And you mentioned that Shoffley article. There's an article that was released about an hour ago uh, talking about what really went on in terms of a mix-up, in terms of any controversy in that team room. We'll get to that uh, in our next segment. But before we uh, re really recap everything that was Ryder Cup weekend, let's start things off with some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. USA is terrified. Europe's on fire. I don't know, Mark, for you, but those videos that came out from the bus, the celebration, I know Bob's going to get to it when he joins us for Winners Weird and What, but that jingle was stuck in my head head and uh, i'm sure the boys aren't feeling so hot this morning probably after about a thousand of those peronis they were drinking throughout <laughs> the peroni champagne mix probably not great on the head the next morning but anyways uh, to keep to put it simply europe just played better throughout the weekend didn't they i mean you know guys like scotty scheffler uh, xander shoffley these guys didn't play well but for team europe all their top guys mark played the best well, you know, it's interesting because uh, we'll get into this and winners were weird and what, but, you know, to, to bring it a little bit more closer to home as to why sometimes we feel like our blue and white can't get through a, 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 a more than one playoff series a decade is you need your best players to be your best players when it comes to team competition, and especially as it gets closer to the big one. And this would certainly be the big one, the Ryder Cup. And the, the top players from Europe – were just they were just better, and for that matter, Adam, did you see the stats on the captains' picks mm -hmm. from Team USA? I mean, it was horrific. You've got a combined captains' picks of the American team: four wins, twelve losses, and four ties. I mean, this is so subpar. Uh, Justin Thomas, Sam Burns. Colin Morikawa and Brooks Kepka, all with one victory each. That's it. The captain's picks were horrific. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know if this is going to change anything, but I'm hoping for the sake of the U.S. Ryder Cup team, Adam, that this signifies a real change in the makeup of this squad. Like, are we done with the old boys club now? Because, you know, on one side of the fence, you had Eduardo Molinari who was basically the statistician, the analytics specialist of the European team, not only influencing the picks in advance based on the data he was crunching in terms of course setup and things of that nature, but then crunching the analytics to decide who would be well-suited with someone else. We're going to put this pair out because the math and the data shows us this. And they didn't go, obviously, Luke Donald still, you know, Chemistry is important, uh, past history, what guys have done previously at times. But there were some interesting pairs out there. Hovland Aberg, right? Uh, Rory McIlroy, once again, going through like a revolving door of partners. A lot of it data-driven. And what do we have on Team USA? Even before the picks were announced, I want him on the team. I want to play with my buddy. Well, you know what? When you treat it like a sleepaway camp, you get what you deserve. They got run over. They weren't prepared. 
Um, the picks obviously didn't perform, and they treated it, like you can see, it was painful from day one for Team USA. Do you feel any different about this, Adam? No, totally. And, you know, to your point, you know, many people speculated that a lot of the reasoning that Sam Burns was on the team was to play with Scotty Scheffler. Of course, Sam Burns won the match play this year, so he is obviously a very good player and is good in match play. But they were the first U.S. pairing off in foursomes on Friday morning. But when do you think the last time that Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler legitimately played true alternate shot together Prior to this week, they, they might have played nine holes together and said, ah, let's just go out there. Let's just go out there and play. And to even, I, I know Jordan Spieth didn't have his A game by a country mile this week, but to be sitting Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth in that first session, I thought was beyond ridiculous, given, you know, that we know Justin Thomas didn't have his greatest season, but he's still the heart and soul, emotionally at least, uh, of this U.S. team. I want to play some audio. I want to hear from some of the guys who, uh, we played key roles this week, starting with Team Europe captain Luke Donald. This is shortly after the Europeans clinched the cup, and he was pretty emotional. It's just been a wave of emotions, uh, you know, from really asking myself if I could do this. And, yeah. Just proud, proud, proud moment for me, and uh, can't wait to celebrate with the guys. Is this the proudest moment of your career? Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Sorry. You know, they, they play for more than themselves this week. They come together. We, we share special moments, special memories, and uh, it makes it that much sweeter to, to come out on top. You know, Luke Donald said it right there. They played for more than themselves this week. And that really, Mark, is what this tournament uh, is all about. Before uh, we put a, a bow on just the Europeans' dominance from this week in particular, let's hear from really the leader of this team, Rory McIlroy. The scoreline, 19-9. I mean, that's, that hurt. It really did. Um, and like personally for me, I didn't feel like I, I give my best performance and I didn't feel like I did my part for the team. Um, and, you know, there was, there was a few of us up here that were on that team that wanted to come back and everyone at the start of the week was talking about, oh, do you want to get revenge? Do you want to, do you want to get revenge on the U.S. team? And this wasn't about revenge. This was about redemption and showing what we could do. And as, as, as Rosie said, this has been a process. Uh, there's been a plan in place. You know, we've, you know, we've known months in advance, basically, what, how, what the game plan was, how we were going to execute it. And um, then it just comes down to, to everyone getting on the golf course and being themselves and, and playing the way they know that they can play. And, um, and, and this is the result, which is, which is amazing. But, uh, you know, I've, you know, luckily been a part of a few winning Ryder Cup teams and it feels amazing, but at the same time being a part of a losing Ryder Cup team sucks. It really does. And uh, I'm, I'm much happier setting up here and, and talking to you guys today than I was two years ago whistling straights. You know, last year, or two years ago, Mark, when we were doing our Ryder Cup recap special after the U.S. dismantled the Europeans 19-9. to 9. We thought, we're going to see this for years. 
after the Europeans did what they did with this new influx of young players coming in, your Ludwig Obergs, your your Nikolai Hoygaards, Bob McIntyre, who was undefeated this week. What do you think, Beth Page 2025? If you were putting a wager down right now, would you say the Europeans are the favorite come two years' time and are set up for a lot of success here moving forward? Um, I, I can't. I don't want to make that call yet because we don't know who the captains are going to be. And if the rumors are true that Tiger Woods could be the captain of the USA team going against Sergio Garcia as a new, if he decides he's coming back to the DP World Tour and rejoins the DP World Tour, and and gets the captain that side, that would be an interesting matchup in front of a New York crowd. You know, Azinger brought it up on the broadcast. I'd be curious to see. Um, so right now, who knows? But a year ago. A year ago, I said that the, uh, that the Europeans were going to win, and I would say that most people would have thought I was insane. Because 12 months ago, we were watching a dominant U.S. team at the President's Cup, and where we were one year removed from a dominant U.S. team at Whistling Straits, and I said something different will happen on Roman soil. I'm telling you right now, the Europeans are going to win. Stuck with that for a year, and look at what just has happened. And it's not... It's more to do with the personality, Adam, to your point. If I had to bet right now, I'd bet Europe, but not based on anything at all uh, because other, other than just the personality of these teams, right? You've got a group of guys playing for one another, a group of guys with a plan, a group of guys committed, a group of guys that want to be there. And you got over here an old boys club potentially complaining about not being paid for the event potentially not wearing hats because of it, depending on what story you believe. Um, I mean, there's infighting. It's just, you know, even from Tuesday morning, Zach Johnson's one of his first press conferences, he started with, we're fatigued. It's been tough getting over here. I, I mean, the energy, and I'm a big Zach Johnson fan. He's a great guy. But if we're going captain to captain right now, not on people, because these are two of the nicest guys on the planet, both of them. But Luke Donald is Bill Belichick, and, uh, and, and Zach Johnson is uh, Mike Backhawk uh, 2023 at the moment when it comes to success, okay? So, I mean, completely outcoached, completely outmanaged. Eventually, obviously, the captains don't hit a shot, but, but Adam, this was bad. Well, you mentioned Luke Donald perhaps being Bill Belichick. To take a line from Bill, Bill Belichick, we're on to Beth Page Black. That's what's next up for the Ryder Cup for Team Europe. That's in a couple of years. When we come back here on Golf Talk Canada, we're going to look at things from Team USA's perspective. What went wrong and these latest rumors coming around? What was really going on in the team room? Was there a rift? Plus, later in the show, winners weird and what from the weekend that was at the Ryder Cup. Boy, oh boy, it's going to be a juicy one. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it. What's the best that can happen? This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. 
Welcome back inside our Ryder Cup recap special here on GTC. Adam Scully, Mark Sacchino, Bob Wiggs joining at some point here momentarily as we recap another wild weekend at the Ryder Cup. And yet again, another blowout. We do all this lead up. My favorite tournament of the year for sure when the Ryder Cup comes every two years. And Mark, we haven't seen a close Ryder Cup since the miracle at Medina 2012 that was the last time this thing was legitimately close on Sunday do you think there's an issue here in terms of course setup like are they is is the home course advantage too big of an advantage to make this thing remotely close or is there some sort of solution to try to make this thing somewhat competitive come Sunday afternoon no, because, you know, in Medina, they took all the rough out, right? Remember, the Team USA set it up perfect for them, and who won Europe? I mean, and what, are we now suggesting that? I know we have this talk almost almost weekly, you and I have this conversation on Golf Talk Canada, and if not, at least a few times a month, about if you want to protect par and you want to include all aspects of the game uh, when trying to identify who the best player is for four days – Grow some rough on the PGA Tour. Make the golf professional, the tour professional, put it in the fairway, create an angle, etc. And we see it, like all of a sudden, 8 under par will win instead of 22 under par. So if Team USA is incapable of finding a fairway when they need to, then they're not going to win the Ryder Cup in Europe. I mean, it's that simple. And for that, ma- for that matter... Uh, if they take all the rough out when we get to America, um, yes, it helps them in the sense that they no longer have to worry about putting it in the fairway, but it certainly doesn't hurt Europe. It's not like Europe doesn't hit it far. Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Victor Hovland. I mean, like the list of bombers on Europe are just fine. The difference is those bombers are all all around drivers of the golf ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we got Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas and, I mean, there, yeah, I mean, these guys historically are not straight drivers of the golf ball, right? Let's just leave it at that. In fact, even back in the heyday, you know, Tiger and Phil weren't the, the straightest of all time. Tiger could hit that special stinger when he needed to. Phil most times couldn't. Or you'd have several more majors and a couple of U.S. Opens right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Adam. This is way bigger than course setup. I mean, yeah. you've got to. Every team in modern-day sports that has had success, right, has an analytics guy, right? They've got a a plan. They've got this. Look at hockey. Look at the NHL. I mean, man, football's been doing it forever. So if you're going to compete at this level, you can't just play hunches and put buddies together. I mean, the days of doing that are, are, are over. And something we didn't talk about enough leading into this Ryder Cup that has become quite evident We had two players on Team USA play golf on the PGA Tour in the last five weeks in Napa. You had Justin Thomas, and uh, I'm forgetting who the second player was. Thank you, Max Homa. And by the way, Max Homa, the only bloody American to show up, okay? The only one to show up. No coincidence that he's also the one that played golf two weeks ago, okay? The majority of this team, 10 players on this team, took a minimum of 10 weeks off from PGA Tour competitive golf. Minimum, sorry, 10 of them took a minimum five five weeks off is what I was trying to say. Minimum Mm -hmm. five. If they didn't make it to the Tour Championship, it would have been more. 
Meanwhile, what has Europe been doing? BMW Championship, their flagship event, right? They've been playing DP World Tour week in and week out. Uh, uh, Irish Open, they played at um, K-Club. Yes. Yes. I mean, they were playing very competitive, huge events on the DP World Tour as part of their preparation for this. The entire team was playing while while Team USA was at home. So, I mean, you and I talk about it all the time. Do you, do you take a guy in our TSN edge pick, uh, picks that's coming off? If his name isn't Tiger Woods and we're not going to Augusta, do you ever pick a guy who hasn't played in five weeks? Ever? No. Well, and even too, like you, you mentioned, you know, all of the Europeans made the cut at Wentworth, including the captain, Luke Donald, which was impressive in, in its own right, too. And a lot of them contended. <laughs> a lot of them contended as well. And, and this was a hot topic during the press conference afterwards where Zach Johnson flat out said, like, I have no control of when the Ryder Cup is. Jordan Spieth said, in a perfect world, you'd have a week off and then into the Ryder Cup, perhaps. Because we remember, Mark, back in 2018, mm-hmm. after Tiger Woods won the Tour Championship, the Ryder Cup was the next week tiger just looked totally zonked and the rest of the u.s team looked like they were going to fight each other it just didn't really work well for for team usa no one stopped these guys from playing napa everyone could have played napa nobody stopped these guys from signing up for a dp world tour event they all have the the status to go play the irish open whatever I mean, the Irish Open would have loved to have welcomed some of these superstars. They all could have played. They all could have stayed sharp. They all chose not to. They all chose not to. And, I mean, Brooks Kepka had a live event shortly uh, before Kepka went 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Say what you will about live, but it was still competitive golf to a degree for Brooks Kepka finishing 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Now, in our last segment, we heard from European captain uh, Luke Donald. Let's hear from U.S. captain Zach Johnson after the loss. Love to start this week over, but that, that, that's not possible. Uh, furthermore, I would say the fans and the people, you know, of the home team or whatever, are a big part of this. That's it's the energy, it's the uh, kind of like the feel to the engine of it, if you will, and that's special. So, you know, four years from now, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll learn from it, and hopefully, we can Im- implement a, a better process, certainly than I did, and we can uh, show up in Ireland. You know, obviously retain it or get it back in New York, but keep it once we go back to Ireland. So, I mean, that, that playing on foreign soil, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way as the, as the leader. That's, that's the way I'm wired. Well, that was Zach Johnson, and he uh, was highly uh, criticized for some decisions that were made. But, I mean, it's, it's hindsight. It, you know, he, he wasn't hitting any golf shots throughout the week. It was his players hitting the golf shots. Let's hear now from Justin Thomas, who was a controversial captain's pick heading into the week. All in all, relatively solid week for Justin Thomas. Here he is after the loss on Sunday. The loss that we had this week has absolutely nothing to do with team camaraderie because this is probably the closest best team I've ever been a part of. Um, we unfortunately just didn't play well enough. But um, I mean, kind of like Max said earlier about Sam, I can't speak on behalf of everybody, but I didn't feel like the the preparation was uh, necessarily the issue. Interesting. And that sort of opens up a full can of worms. Team chemistry. Because on Saturday morning, a report came out from Jamie Weir, who was a, a reporter out in Europe, that there was a rift 
in the U.S. team room between Patrick Cantlay and the rest of Team USA because he believed that he should be paid and players should be paid handsomely, in that fact, for playing in the Ryder Cup. And he went to depths to not wear a hat. And that was what his protest was, which still makes absolutely zero sense to me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there was a report that came out this morning, Mark, before we go to break here, that... Uh, mm -hmm. In fact, it might have been Xander Shoffley on, on the end of this rift. His father was quoted several times saying that Shoffley was almost off this team a few weeks ago mm -hmm. at the Ryder Cup. Before we sign off here and go to break, what did you make of this report that came out from a European uh, scribe uh, about uh, 90 minutes ago? So I think when it originally came out from Sky that it was maybe a little bigger in terms of we want to get paid was a little broad and Patrick Cantley denied that and denied that he was not wearing a hat in terms of protest yada 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 when you do some digging here Adam this all goes back to we don't want Netflix in the dressing room yeah. and it all goes back to the two guys I think spearheading spearheading that Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley I think what we're finding out here if we put the, if we go through the weeds and connect the dots is you're going to allow Netflix in here. You're going to profit from this even more so by letting them in the room. And if and if we're not getting paid for this, we don't want them in the dressing room. And you start connecting those dots, it really comes down to we want it gets translated then much later as we want to get paid. So I think that's how those dots get put to, put together. But at the end of the day, though, here we are once again at they, you know, they're really in it for themselves. They don't have the same passion as the European Ryder Cup team. And like Rory said in his comments, we've known what the plan was for months. We were prepared. We had a strategy. It was based on solid information, communication. And two weeks before the Ryder Cup, if you believe the article this morning, Xander Shoffley wasn't playing on this team. So it's the complete opposite of the European formula. And to clarify one thing, each U.S. player is given $200,000 to split between nominated golf-related charities and charities of their choice. So they are paid to a degree for charities of their choice, but not directly paid. Now, before we sign off and go to break here, many players were commenting about how close this team was uh, for the U.S. side, and that stemmed back to their trip, their scouting mission, back to Marco Simone uh, about three and a half weeks ago. Now, who wasn't on that trip? Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley. Now, Jordan Spieth also wasn't on that trip because his wife uh, was giving birth to their second child. Apparently, that was uh, around the same time as Patrick Cantlay's stag because Patrick Cantlay is actually getting married today. Must not yes. must that never been a part of a Monday wedding before? We, but we anyway. were not invited, Adam. We were not invited. I don't know about you. I, I I'm on a jet in about thirty minutes, actually. So no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so interesting remarks there uh, from Patrick Cantley. And we're going to get much more into Patrick Cantley because when we come back here, it is winners, weird, and what? And you better believe Patrick Cantley and Joe Lacava are playing a big part of the segment. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Hats off to Team Europe for a great performance this past week at the Ryder Cup. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Mark Sacchino. Well, hats were a hot topic throughout the week at the Ryder Cup. And no better way to go to winners, weird and what. What a wild weekend it was this week, Mark. You have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! I was struggling with my winner, Adam, because I wanted to go Eduardo <laughs> Molinari because, I mean, maybe the un unsung hero here. But at the end of the day, I will go with what you said off the top. How about the best players of Europe? I will go with the European Big Three as my winners. Hovland, McElroy, Rom, nine, two, and two combined for the Big Three. Dominant performance. Uh, what a coming out party for Victor Hovland in the last two, three months. I mean, we knew he was a great player. Obviously, he was a top 10 player in the world. But what he did this summer, building momentum at majors, then finally winning the FedEx Cup. And now what a performance here, taking rookie uh, Ludwig Aberg along with him for the ride for most of the week. Uh, well done, Hovland. Rory was Rory, uh, you know, kind of getting that redemption he spoke of at Whistling Straits. And I told uh, you guys last week, uh, Toro Furioso, the raging bull, John Rahm would become the Garcia Poulter replacement for this Ryder Cup team moving forward. You want to talk about playing with fire. Rahm looked like he was getting ready to go to 12 rounds with Mike Tyson. Did he ever? He was fired up throughout the weekend. Almost made a pair of hole in ones too. He was he was so much fun to watch throughout the weekend, and it was a great match too. The Sunday's singles split with Scotty Scheffler. Now Rom and Scheffler played a couple times in Sunday singles at the Ryder Cup throughout their careers. John Rom, Team Europe, their best players just played better. And and again, in all team sports, we always say when when some comes out on the other side, no one wins the Stanley Cup because their fourth line center was the was the best player on the ice, right? Like that, you never hear that. So same thing here in golf. Okay, uh, Hatgate was so bizarre, and thus it's my weird this week. And I mean, I think we've been able to put the pieces together, you know. And this kind of, I think it goes back to the, the whole Netflix cameras in the room and this and that, but. If Patrick Cantley wanted to truly defuse the situation, why did he wait 24 hours in a post-round singles match interview to then come out and say that there was no truth to the hat story, that he wasn't wearing a hat, not wearing a hat to protest, not being paid, that the hat simply didn't fit? Meanwhile, these guys get fitted for uniforms and headwear and stuff like months before, so I find that very hard to believe. Uh, I just don't know why would you wait that long? And then the whole Justin Thomas, I like, you know, you wanted to, you kind of like how you watched Ian Poulter and his behavior in most Ryder Cups, how you really wanted to go through the screen and punch Ian Poulter's lights out most Ryder Cups because just obnoxious, like obnoxious is so hard to watch. I thought the constant fake hat taking off of Justin Thomas for all of Sunday. What an obnoxious jerk for a guy 
who probably shouldn't even have been on this bloody team to begin with, okay, i.e. Keegan Bradley, Lucas Glover. So, Adam, Hatgate not only was it bizarre, I found it obnoxious. Well, it, it almost made it like the U.S. team was more divided because it, it would have been, if they had all gone and not worn hats, then you would have shown how everyone was divided or everyone was united together. Colin Morikawa didn't wear a hat. Jordan Spieth in warm-up didn't wear a hat. Then he threw the lid on. Max Holmes' caddy didn't wear a hat. Now, I, I know there's a new trend now for a lot of professional male golfers who kind of got the mullet going where they shave the sides or the hair's going out the back and where you, you take your lid off and the salad's just looking flat out bizarre, <laughs> to, to say the least, a la Max Holma, a la Sam Burns, Brooks Kepka, to say the least. So I'm not sure if that was really the reason, but to, to put, make this thing about a hat is so weird. And the weirdest thing, which I know you're, you'll get to in your what, is on Saturday after Patrick Cantley was leaving to go onto the team bus, he was wearing a hat. It wasn't a Team USA hat, but he was wearing a hat. It, it, the whole thing is bizarre. And, it, I mean, the first thing you do, any PR person in, in the world will tell you, the first thing you do to defuse a situation is you get out in front of it. So to wait 24 hours... It shows, basically tells you that there's more here than what they're what he's telling us. Exactly. And my want this week, you mentioned it, Joe LaCava, give me a break, Adam. Uh, LaCava, yeah, caddies are allowed to celebrate. Caddies are allowed to get into this, but give me what a, what a what a jerk. Uh, you don't getting in a almost in a player's line while they're putting. I mean, if this was a natural celebration reaction, uh, a winning putt went in. Uh, he was overcome with emotion, whatever, and then he apologized. You can forgive that, but 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 a, a caddy getting involved and interjecting them in in potentially a point or deciding a match. Oh, never mind. It's Rory McIlroy. It's basically the face of the game at this point. You're doing it too. Um, I mean, shame on you, Joe Lacava. You looked like a jerk. You acted like a jerk. And you know what? Your behavior was kind of fitting for what we saw from Team USA all week. I found it absolutely, again, I'm going to use the word obnoxious again, but obnoxious, Scully. No, I, I, that's the perfect way to put it. And shocking, really, given the experience this guy has had throughout his career. You think of Fred Couples. You think of Tiger Woods. You think of Dustin Johnson briefly. You know, And, and now he's caddying for Patrick Cantley. This is a guy who's generally pretty stoic uh, on the bag. And, and clearly... He was mad at what was going on to his player that day with the, the hats and, and the fans chanting about his bank account. And but that's what the Ryder Cup's all about. But clearly, he, he lost his he lost it, and and this happened. And he made it about him. You're a caddy. The, this tournament isn't the Caddy Cup. It's the Ryder Cup for players actually playing. Do your job. Look at numbers. Read a green. That's it. He made this about him, and that was wrong. Unbelievable. And wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall the first time Rory and Tiger exchanged a conversation about Joe LaCava and what took place in Rome? Okay, Adam, that's it for me. The tea is yours. 348. <laughs> oh, man, that is sweet. You know, before I go to my three dub, you know, to your point there, Mark, too, it was just so interesting how the broadcast on Sunday morning had reported that LaCava reached out to McElroy's camp and they had met. Rory wins a Sunday singles match, asked if they had spoken. He was pretty mad about it, saying, we haven't spoken. I haven't seen Joe. 
And then afterwards in the press conference, he said, oh, and maybe McElroy, uh, he was sipping a Peroni at the time. So maybe this was, you know, part of that mindset, but saying, yes, we have texted. I'm mad, but all will be well. So you wonder, to your point, what will happen when Rory and Tiger, who obviously are really good friends, whenever they chat and they'll chat about LaCava at some point soon. Okay, my winner this week goes to one Tyrrell Hatton. So he was uh, speaking at his pre-tournament press conference, and some reporters tend to ask some very interesting questions. And someone (laughs) asked Tyrrell Hatton about who's a better, who swears more, him or John Rahm? It's just sort of a weird question. I don't know why you're asking this kind of question. And, you know, Hatton goes on and on saying he's not sure why Rahm doesn't swear in Spanish. It would just make way more sense, which to his point, I totally agree. But he goes on and on. We're not, we're not going to play the clip because he swears. But uh, all in good fun, he says, I swear all the time, day and night, whatever the situation. And he ended the answer actually swearing too. So, <laughs> like I said in the show before, Mark Tyrrell Hatton, uh, he's, he's, very solid in a lot of strokes gained categories, but he's number one in strokes gained entertainment. That's for sure on the PGA Tour. And you know the other thing I find interesting too, Adam. Like again, early in the week, I was I mentioned earlier how Zach Johnson was always already talking about fatigue and acting like it was painful. And here's Hatton early in the week, like you said, already having fun with it. Right? Totally different attitude. Totally different energy. Yeah, totally. And you got, have guys like Brooks Kepka talking about, oh, like, I want the ball on Sunday and not many other players could take that sort of thing. Obviously, he's Brooks Kepka. He's done that throughout his, his career and will continue to do that. But that was just a sign of things to come. That's a very good point. Okay, I'm changing my weird here a little bit from what we spoke about earlier. So last week on the show, we spoke about the U.S. team outfits, specifically back in 1999. Mm -hmm. How was that decided? Now, my weird this week is on Saturday, you may have turned on the TV, perhaps around 7 a.m. Eastern, where it was a little warmer in Rome by that point, and you might have noticed that both teams were wearing white shirts. How on earth does this happen, where the teams are wearing the same color that you think of any other sport hockey basketball football two teams going one-on-one wearing the same color it's just confusing for the viewer this seems like relative common sense mark maybe there should be a meeting between the stylists on a month before saying okay on friday we're wearing this this and this saturday sunday exactly so maybe you just don't match on a specific day, what do you think about that? I mean, I, I, it's funny you bring this up, Adam, because I noticed it right away when we threw it on. You could barely tell the difference between the two uniforms. Yeah. You know, once they did close-ups, you could see some red and white through the midsection of, of the USA shirt. But, you know, Europe, not only did they wear white like the U.S., they completely abandoned the blue and yellow uh, accents, which are the flags of the European Union, I mean, just stick with your country's colors. As far, as far as Europe goes, they're playing for the European Union. It is, it is, it is blue and gold, and just stay with blue, gold, and white. They're red, white, and blue. And to your point, I mean, it, I, I it was ridiculous. They were wearing white shirts, and it was like a a rusty burgundy shoulder. Yeah. I'm like, what does this have anything to do with uh, with Europe? It made zero sense to me. I'm with you. Maybe uh, maybe they can call us in next time, because as you know, we know that the first deci- good decision on the golf course starts in a closet. 
Exactly. And even on Friday, too, the Europeans were wearing like a baby blue and the states were wearing like a darker blue. It's still kind of confusing. Maybe you just swell back and forth. It's it's so simple. But anyway, like, like you mentioned, if we we're running things, things would be uh, a, a lot easier <laughs> for the golf world. And my what this week? We're also not going to play this clip because this is way TMI. But uh, Sam Burns was asked in a in a uh, interview before the week began how he found out he made the U.S. Ryder Cup team. I, I don't think you've actually uh, heard this, Mark. So basically, no. uh, Sam, everyone received the text. I believe it was a Sunday heading into a Monday saying, or from Zach Johnson saying, okay, I'm going to call you tomorrow. So he gave that little teaser. So Sam Burns goes on, says the next morning, my wife and I, we go to a coffee shop, and then he had to use the bathroom. So he's, and he was pretty detailed in what he was doing in the bathroom. And his <laughs> phone rang while he was in the bathroom. And he said, well, I, I, can't, I can't ghost Zach Johnson here, so I have to pick this thing up. So he found out he made the U.S. Ryder Cup team while doing his business. I have not heard that before, Mark, but that well, is... Well, you know, a, some, yeah. as you get older, Adam, you know, some of your, your best work and your best thinking gets done in there. Re really does. If I yes. want a new creative idea or I really have to crunch out uh, some numbers or a good thought, that's uh, typically where you'll find me. That's productivity at its finest. Uh, I, we're not going to play this clip again. Check it out on social media because Sam Burns goes into actually like a lot of detail about what happened, <laughs> what he was doing, how things transpired. I will say, you know, just check out. We'll retweet it on Golf Talk Canada here momentarily. But uh, yeah, a lot of information there from one Sam Burns. Okay, when we come back here on GTC, we'll wrap up today's show and we'll preview what's to come here for us on GTC with our winter schedule and some travel coming up for Team U for Team USA for Team GTC because we've got some exciting things coming uh, from a couple of different friends too. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. I have to give a shout out here to a good fan of the show, Brian Black, who you know well, Mark, who said not only were both teams wearing the same shirts on Saturday at the Ryder Cup, also the same colored hats and pants. So maybe just the meeting of the minds, some sort of meeting has to happen for teams not to wear the same color. Again, this seems pretty common sense, doesn't it? Just don't wear the same color, but... So I dumb. Mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, the more you think about it, it's ridiculous. But uh, anyway, they got two years to figure it out. They sure do. Uh, time for some leaderboard updates. Brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one range finder in the world of golf. Check out bushnellgolf.com for much more. Uh, information on that on the LPGA Tour, the Walmart NW Arkansas Championship. Hey, Ran Ryu, a three-shot victory there. Of course, the Ryder Cup Team Europe gets it done yet again. Mark, for you, we've spoken at length that September was the start of your golf season. We actually played some <laughs> golf together 
on Friday. You're off to TaylorMade here in about a couple minutes here. Um, how was the game right now? Are you getting dialed in with some new gear? Tell us all about it. It's just kind of, it's all over the place. My driver shaft cracked. And um, now I, I, and I can't get fast, it to man. feel the same. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go up to the CR boys at TaylorMade and uh, see if we can get a shaft that feels right. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful. So uh, we'll, I'll be doing that this afternoon. Tomorrow I'm playing in our club's uh, season-ending two-man scramble. So oh. it's a two-man scramble that'll be uh, some fun. And then yeah. uh, Wednesday, I know you're leaving for Cabot with Bob mm-hmm. for a big Adidas event. And I'm leaving Wednesday for Napa Valley, California, uh, because I need to kill a few days in wine country before Sunday night. Niners hosting Cowboys. It's my first ever 49ers game in person. Been meaning to do this my entire life. I miss Candlestick. I never did it. Been, been, been trying to do this forever and a day, and I finally pulled the trigger going to see the Niners, and it has to be Niners-Cowboys. Because the only thing I like better than watching the Niners win is watching the Cowboys lose. God, I hate the Cowboys. Wow. I mean, that sounds like a great trip. And you get to take a vacation. Vacation for you. This yeah. hasn't happened yet. <laughs> no, no, this is the uh, first few days off in a long time. Now, I have to ask, when you pull up to the Toronto Hunt Club, do they have your championship parking spot ready after winning the member guest they have ours they have ours it's it's a double it's a double spot you can like kind of put an rv in there it's a huge it's like whatever you and i in case we pull in at the same time it has to be big enough right right well uh like you mentioned lots going on here for team gtc we're back every monday 10 a.m for an hour here we'll recap what's going on in the world of golf this past week we'll look ahead to what's going on and we'll have a number of interviews like you mentioned we're off to cabot on wednesday stay tuned to our social media channels for all things adidas can't wait for that mark enjoy taylor made today safe travels to sf i know you're going to enjoy that and for us stay tuned to our social media channels going to be a busy time for us on gtc thanks so much for joining us this morning and remember the first good decision for the golf course always starts in the closet this segment of gtc presented by taylor made was brought to you by play golf myrtle beach the golf capital of the world Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.